When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Almost ready. Can you hear me all right, Damien? I can hear you, yeah. Good. Um, how are you, Carlos? All right? Oh, fine. Thanks. How Car are you? I'm good. But Carlos, you just revealed to me, uh, you said, you know, what happens when you drink alcohol on YouTube? And I can't believe you've been doing YouTube for like three years. And yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, we... you've probably got a strict boss, I guess. Maybe that's. No, no, not really that. But maybe we haven't had anything to celebrate you know to have beer or whatever i don't know i don't know man it never happened it never happened i mean you've got something to celebrate in a way today we've had novak djokovic coming to press we've had novak djokovic telling the crowd to shut up we've yes. had novak djokovic getting annoyed we've telling in the press conference he said yes i had a little chat with the crowd that was funny um what else have we had we had italy and the netherlands that was an exciting tie for two matches i guess yeah um and we've GB was probably the sort of biggest letdown, maybe. I mean, I'm sure the Netherlands will be disappointed to go out, but but as the Netherlands said, we're, let's start with the Netherlands against against Italy. As the Netherlands kind of said in their press conference afterwards, it was kind of the Yannick Sinner show today, right? Yannick Sinner effect, absolutely. And, you know, they actually did well to get to the double because uh, Botic yeah. know, saved three match points against yeah. Arnaldi. You could have thought, okay, they're going to get beaten uh, in two matches, and that's pretty much it. They won... Yeah even get that far and they still made it to doubles with a controversial decision maybe to 
you know, not use or don't uh, play Jean-Julien Roger, who is, who is a very stylish doubles player. But if you look at the match today, Griegspor was not good at the net, but okay. uh, Kulhoff serve kept getting absolutely uh, smashed, you know, by Sonic or by Sinner. He kept having lots of trouble in his service games. So I don't think it's fair to, you know, just say, okay, the captain didn't do well with their decision to play Griegspor. I think, actually... Kulhoff, if you have to look for a weak link, even though it's not Kulhoff's fault entirely, but if you had to point out a weak link, I would point out that Kulhoff... More than Griegsport. More than Griegsport, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because his serve, his serve was getting picked up more. His serve was, you know, getting them more trouble than Griegsport's uh, service games. So that's why I feel it that way. But anyway, you know, I think this... this little that they will regret they fought till the end they made it to doubles with an italy team that not only do they have janik Sinner, they have janik Sinner in the best form of, of his life you know that's the that's the main uh difference maker i would say damien what do you think yeah i'm not as positive the doubles still hurt me uh, it, it still hurts me that they actually skipped roger and i've gotten in touch with someone who's like um well, let's just say uh, have has inside knowledge regarding this. And basically, they didn't want to play Kohov and Roger because they both played use side. However, you know, in 2021, they played like a half a year together and they were actually doing fine. You know, it's not like they were losing first round every single time. I think they ended up with like a positive winning rate as well. So I didn't think that was going to be an issue. And even if that was going to be a thing, then you still have Matva Middlecop as another option for the doubles. Uh, I'm just not really sure why they actually just, you know, nominate Kolhov Roger in the first place. They have no intention of playing that. Um, I, I guess there could be some potential conflicts. You know, both guys are used to playing deuce side, so maybe like a quick switch up isn't great. But I think in the match, I actually still blame Greek Sport more just because, uh, well, it's okay that um, Kolhov, well, Kolhov serve, okay, it was getting into, he was getting into like a lot of trouble in his serve, but part of that is also what the player at the net is doing, right? I mean, you're, as the player at the net, you're going to be hitting the first shot after the serve like 70% of the time, especially if the serve is good. And uh, yeah, Greek Sport is not that great at covering the net, at poaching. Uh, there were a few balls that he sort of just lets lets them fly past him, right? And then there's huge issues because either Kohov can't get to it or it's just like super clumsy. But as a whole, I just, I, I understand that singles players can very often be as good in the, in doubles as actual top doubles players. I just don't think Greek Sport was it today. And I also can't blame him for it. You know, he he's not an expert in it. He's not a specialist in it. And um, the whole match overall just was so clumsy from like a total doubles perspective. Like Sinner Sonego, they also weren't playing doubles. Like the, the, these were just four random players thrown onto <laughs> a doubles court. And that sucks because they had Wesley Kolhoff. I mean, until recently, he was the world number one in doubles. Right now, he's like number eight. I know probably outside of Wimbledon, not the strongest of seasons. Part of that is his serve issues as well. So so that's fine. They're, they're of course, uh, switching partners with Skapski after this season. But yeah, it, it just felt so wrong to me that we've got four guys and Kohov doesn't really like stand out, doesn't seem like the one who you know has so much experience. And the kohov Griegspor pairing doesn't really... Um, yeah, prevail in anything over Sinner Sonego, but certainly Sinner uh, played its part. You know, the, the return quality from him was just absurd. Sonego playing some inspired peaking tennis as well. 
there's always going to be this what if regarding this doubles clash. I do think that was an error, but whether Kolhov Roger actually win the match, of course, that's something we're, we're never going to know. But yeah, Botic, um, you know, the last few weeks have been very good for him. He got close to Arnaldi. He managed to make him pay for some, um, yeah, just some some tense errors in the deciding tiebreak. So they were still certainly still very close. But yeah, Sinner way too good in singles, and for the pairing that the Netherlands put up, also way too good in doubles. The Dutch captain, by the way, um, I don't know whether he was just annoyed, uh, whether maybe he was annoyed with talking tennis, but he actually stole my microphone. Um, very f- yeah you don't know about this that's uh, why i was i was on the press conference you were or you were not i wasn't what were you doing then you're having lunch or uh, i can't tell you about it. okay <laughs> anyway so so uh, basically because i i leave a little mic on on the front desk where the uh you know where the captains and the players speak and stuff and i went to pick it up and it had gone and fortunately matt from the tennis podcast uh said paul has taken it and i was like what I think I saw, you know, and I ran in after the, him. In the corridor. Yeah, and you yeah. said, you said, yeah, what I you? saw that. I saw you that. You thought yeah. it was like I knew him or something. I was like, hey, Paul, don't go away without talking to me. So he was stealing your microphone. Yeah, he stole my uh, the, the microphone. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, oh, oh, of course, it was done. He, he was taking it with him. It was a joke, right? No, it was done by mistake. It was done by mistake. I, I guess that they have like a social media team. And look at Damien, but completely disinterested. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> so, he, so there's a the, the this little part of the microphone, if you like, I put it on the front uh-huh. desk to to get a slightly better sound, if possible. And well, um, yeah. and he just picked it up. I, I I think possibly because he maybe he's been in press conferences before where the social media team have probably put something on the desk like that, and he's just for some reason taken it. Unless he genuinely was trying to steal it. <laughs> I mean, it is it is the best way to make it go. Oh, I just we we always do that, you know. It's a Dutch tradition. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we've all been there, you know. We let someone, you know, take care of us. They lost. I would, have, I would never wanted to have some, you know, some memorabilia from from the, <laughs> yeah. from the, from the finals. But I would never have known. They wanted exclusive access to talking tennis. Yeah, you know? yeah. They were uh, probably they were going to because I think some of this stuff is recorded on these little yeah. gadgets. And they yeah. were probably going to go through them and send it off to the FBI and yeah. all sorts and get to the bottom of the Kennedy assassination and. Anyway. I knew you were gonna. Have <laughs> <laughs> this has been discussed. Already. I know. I know. Anyway, tennis. I, I have to say something about the, the double. Yeah, uh, sure. Just one little note on footnote, so to say. Talking about doubles, when Netherlands, when they had their media day, I think this was on Monday, I believe, when there still wasn't like much competition. They, we were. I was at their training because we were waiting to interview some member of the Netherlands team, which I'm probably sure. Well, actually, it's actually Jean-Julien Roger, and it's going to be a very, very good interview, actually. Was that the challenger legend that you mentioned? No, not the challenger. Yeah, okay. it's not, he's not a challenger legend person. Yeah, exactly, exactly, because he doesn't really play challengers, but, I guess. No, but, but he, neither, is a, he is a neither, wonderful neither. interviewee, by the way. I, yeah, I, I, Trust me, it's got such experience as well, right? Like when he talks to you, you can sort of feel that he just gives you exactly what you want and even more. It's his background and his story of life what makes it really interesting. I mean, I'll probably post it hopefully next week, but 
You okay. say hopefully next week. Yeah. There are one or two interviews you've done that are still waiting well, there, to see yeah, the light. There are a lot of interviews that I've done that but, I haven't seen light yet. Yeah. That's my problem. Ma can can, I, can I mention anything or not? Yeah, you can. Malavai, Washington. Malavai, Washington. Wow. Ooh. Three years. Ma but the interview was three years ago, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, uh, did you do it in person or? or no, 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 it was online. It yeah, was because online. I'm like, where would you meet Malavai, yeah, well, Washington? Amazing. I would have traveled to Santa Monica or whatever. <laughs> he's, no, he's, I think he's actually staying around there, but no. But, you know, on a, on a footnote, uh, they were training, so they were playing doubles. And actually, the doubles that they were, you know, kind of uh, trying to get a hold on mm -hmm. it was Griekspor and Kulov against Botic and Roger. So it was one singles player, as I well say, and one doubles player facing each other. So I think they knew from the beginning. I don't, as, as Damian said, I don't know why they put in the first place in, in nomination, you know, Kulov and Roger, because they had been training from the beginning. Yeah with one singles player and one doubles player. Why did they do that? Why did they you change You might as well it? go two singles players or two doubles yeah, players. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but they, and, and they played a set, you know, and like they were competitive playing it. So it was, it was a serious practice. So at that moment, I thought, okay, they're probably going to play one singles, one doubles, if it comes to that, which at the time I wasn't sure it was going to come down to that. And then it did come to that, and yeah, they did that. So it was probably just saying that it was probably something that they had planned from the beginning, you know? I have no idea uh, who this is, but um, Prodigy um, English is saying, definitely missing my chaos days. You know who it is? I know who it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah, Joe. yeah. Joe. The legend. Joe. His name is Joe. Yeah. Joe? A legend of uh, tennis, Twitter. Not only tennis, Twitter. I think I met him on... Yeah, probably oh. on Twitter or in Facebook. Is yeah, Joe, guy. Joe Tennis. Joe Tennis. Joe Tennis. Yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. I like that, yeah. Joe oh, C. Okay. I did. Sorry, sorry, Prodigy English or Joe, if I can call you that. I um, I just didn't know that that was his. How did you know that was his handle on YouTube? Uh, well, I mean, pretty, I think it's his handle on Twitter too. Or yeah. it, no, it, it used, it to, used to be. Or something. Yeah, it's his former account, I think. A former but account, I, yeah. I actually yeah. only know it because he joined a stream recently where I think I was with um, Scott and Claire. Yeah. And, and I was, you know, that that's where I learned that Prodigy is. is no, but but I, I know Joe from quite a long time ago, actually. Yeah, his Insta. Um, I just don't, I don't remember in which social media did I meet him first, but... <laughs> We go a long time ago, so happy to see Joe. Is it the Manchester United fan? Is it yeah. Fan? Is it? Oh, yeah, probably. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, great, great. Hi, Joe. Sorry, that, I just that's didn't why you know him, John, that because he's a United yeah, fan. I do know he's a United fan, <laughs> but he's not very active on Twitter these days. Uh, if yeah, he, he used to be more active. That's yeah, true. yeah, because um, he's a line umpire now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we we all were more active in Twitter at some point. You know, maybe not Damien because he's kind of famous now in Twitter, but yeah. Yeah, D Damien, I make predictions after they happen. Uh, Kust, uh, sort of. So, so when, 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 who was it who was gonna? Oh, that's right. Le I, I, Lehetska was always gonna win that match, apparently, because and then Lehetska didn't. Win. That's not what I said. You, you, I mess up predictions. <laughs> you mess up predictions with analysis, you know. You, he you said, mess... he said it was, I think, the other guy, who, the other guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who is he playing? I've forgotten now. Demon, no? Yeah, Demon. So yeah. Demon was always going to be vulnerable to to Lehetsko and that. And that's and just what Lehetsko was and, and it's true. And and, and then was. then Damien has two. He's got two go tos when it doesn't quite go to his prediction, <laughs> if you like. And it, one is one is um choke, which is what he used on this occasion. Because yeah. then it's like 
I was still right. Was. I was right, but the other one is tired. But I was. Oh. If the other person, so Medvedev, Medvedev Nadal, he's like insists that uh, Nadal only won that match because uh, Medvedev of course he tired. did. But on top of that, that also means that his prediction of Medvedev in straight sets was was the right prediction. Uh, we discussed this at the Billie Jean King Cup stream. I remember it that. wasn't okay, terribly wrong. It wasn't terribly wrong. I I, I certainly agree. I, I actually think that it was more right than anyone who picked Nadal in five. Yeah, I'm serious about it. I did bet on Medvedev in three, and I thought it was really close. Also, I did bet on Fonseca yesterday, and me yeah. too, <laughs> because yeah, the well, opening price was like what two thirty or something. Now like that. I'm I'm happy I'm not the only one because when I saw yeah. that he had he was actually a setup and he lost against Burru Chagan hardcore. Yeah, I, I, I saw that he was opening as an underdog and I was like, okay, I haven't played anything in months, but this one I have to hit because that's absolute BS. And yeah, and then he still lost. I actually could have cashed it out just be- even before the match started. And you would have I could have cashed it out for more. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, okay, but he's going to win anyway. Why would I do that? And yeah. The odds weren't down like drastically. And that, I think that's because everyone bet on Fonseca. And yeah, but also because the opening odds were just absolutely ridiculous. I yeah, mean, they were yeah. pretty much the same as Fonseca against Kovacevic, which well, for Fonseca, Kovacevic, I think they were pretty much spot on. And now you, suddenly against Burchaga, yeah. You see, John, that Damien and I are in the same uh, video, the same pod or whatever, and the, the discussion always turns into challenger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm... I'm f- <laughs> uh, listen, I've got one thing. I'll bring it back to Davis Cup. He, Carlos is... Uh, sorry, Carlos. Um, Joe is saying, uh, Carlos, I hope you still have that towel from Madrid Davis Cup 2019. What's? Did you meet each other at this tournament or... I actually don't know what he's talking about. Okay. <laughs> uh, because, because, because I wasn't... I think he's missing. I wasn't because I wasn't in Madrid Davis Cup. 20. Maybe he's got the one, Carlos. Yep. Maybe oh, he means no, no, Alco- no, maybe no. he means Alcaraz. No, no. I think he he needs to give me some context because I okay. wasn't in Madrid Davis Cup 2019. I wasn't in Slovenia back then. So okay. Uh, Kieran, uh, yeah. Keen, sorry, not Kieran. Keen is Keen. Uh, Keen is keen to hear from us tonight because it's a welcome distraction <laughs> from some unrest that's going on. Uh, what what what? Oh, Damien J. Clark uh, would have. <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty, pretty challenging <laughs> level of comment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, do, do you know who this guy is, King? Because he's a big challenger no, no, guy. No, yeah. I don't know. He's no. a huge challenge guy. And he's really into Damien's uh, yeah. podcasting. And stuff. Maybe, would, maybe, would Stuart, maybe Stuart Parker, who is here as a sparring partner, would have had a better chance. I guess. Yeah, but no. actually, that's a, good, that's a good question. Is there any Brits <laughs> that would have had a better chance at Novak? I mean, Draper, I guess. But then you have to play Draper, Brody. I mean, Evans is out of the know, yeah, picture. But... So, like, out of the guys that were there, probably Draper, right? That's... Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's the main chance. I mean, yeah, Nori yeah. just had absolutely zero. But but if yeah. if you play Draper against Novak, has you to have to play highest. someone lower ranked. It's yeah, yeah, That's the only. So it's Liam basically, yeah. yeah. And then Liam and, plays Kuzmanovic you... and loses. No. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. mean, I think their the approach was the. No, no, they they definitely were right. Um, uh, like they 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 were, you know, they were. I mean, they were, we're saying that Nori has absolutely right. zero, but it's not. But it's not absolutely zero. Like it's I don't know, fifteen percent or something. Yeah. I put it at five. I don't know. Maybe uh, that's generous. I kind of agree. Like for the market, it wouldn't be right, but I, I kind of agree. Okay. Well, let's, just one more thing on the Netherlands. Uh, it, well, we could do more than one thing, but I want to say something about Bottic because uh-huh. I was really pleased for him to win that match because I was very worried for him when he was a breakup in the third and he let that go. 
and he kind of went into sort of timid mode. And I don't know if somebody said it in the press conference, whether it was him or someone else, but when you, there's sort of two forms of anxiety. One is kind of where you're just sort of, you, you, you care so much and you're so desperate to win. You've actually got a focus, but you're almost too focused. It's when you're sort of shaking because you want it so much. You know where the lines are and you know you want to hit the line, but you're so scared that things go on. There's also another kind of anxiety, which is what comes for me from, from Bottich, which is where you sort of just, you just drift away from the match. And I thought as Arnaldi was hitting that ball so hard and so cleanly and so well and so confidently, you know, maybe Arnaldi would miss one, but then he'd go and hit four winners in a row. Then he'd miss one. And then, you know, it wasn't just because he missed one. It wasn't going to disrupt his moment. And I thought he had Bottich. And of course he more or less did. And then in the tie break, uh, he does one of the worst drop shots of the tournament. Bad shot least. selection. I mean, was Awful it? A, I'd have to watch it again. I've only actually seen it live. Um, it was a long rally, though. Yeah. Like so, was, yeah, so he was trying to bail out of it. He, he was trying to bail out of it, but the execution was like... But, but if you are Arnaldi, I think you are confident on outlasting, maybe. Well, if that's uh, the Botic, case, then why didn't you just keep going? From the baseline. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's why I'm trying to think... Uh, trying to, you know think of that mental process that leads you to, uh, you know, take a gamble and make a drop shot at that point when he was, I mean, if you go to a, I don't know, 50 shots uh, rally, I think it's probably Arnaldi who has more endurance that Botic, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's his game, you know? know. It's reasonably close to me. I mean, he was in like two minds constantly there. I mean, six, all he hits a rocket forehand and then Suddenly, on there's, the next he's unable that, to do that. There's another turning point in the tiebreaker when Botic had made some mistakes. I think a lot of mistakes, and I think it was what was it? I think it was five three or five two or whatever. Arnaldi hits a second serve, and then Botic just returns like a an absolute uh, yeah. rocket. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it came out of point, yeah. it came off it came out of nowhere because the whole vibe was you know here we go with Botic again really close mm-hmm. to getting the win mm-hmm. and then he's gonna like uh, not choke it but he's not gonna go that far and then he completely changes the momentum with that rocket of our return and it was like okay here this guy is here again you know and you know i, I applaud I, I mean i i feel i felt that like that was a turning point for for botic you know because i think he hardly made any mistakes after that that uh that return winner I was pleased for him um, because I was worried for him basically beforehand. What did you think of that match, Damien? Um, yeah, great stuff. I mean, Arnaldi, you know, whatever issues he might have had indoors in the past, obviously they don't really matter anymore. Like he has that wonderful. Why are you laughing? He has that wonderful serve. And, he's and laughing at a comment in the right chat. We'll that, come to it in a second. Okay. That he can just. Um, yeah, unleash on indoors or whatever conditions, really. I think it really changed his game. And I mean, we've we've known that for a while. Next Gen Finals last year, this was already true. So I think both guys really gave a good show. Some choking from both, absolutely. I mean, Botic, first set tiebreak. Arnaldi, first set tiebreak. Um, so it's fine. I mean, I wish both. Um, I wish both won it, actually. Uh, because, well, Botic, just a good spike of form. And Arnaldi also could have used that, but... Well, eventually, of course, um, the Netherlands, they lost anyway. Yeah.
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sinner, uh, I saw this on TV or bits of it on TV rather than in the stadium, but that was a very comfortable. I mean, the first set was a tiebreak, right? But then he just ran away yeah. with it. Right? It was just a matter of, you know, being comfortable in these conditions, I guess. I think Rigsport went away easily too. I mean, he was kind of discouraged. I mean, you're playing Sina, you are, you know, keeping it close for the first set. You might think you have a chance to win. You might believe that you're going to get the 2-0 for Netherlands. You're going to go like undefeated in a quarterfinal match against Italy, one of the power, you know, powerhouses of this tournament. And then, you know, Sina just shuts the door and says, you know, it's my time. It was his time to shine, absolutely. And, you know, very comprehensive win for him. Uh, Miles, uh, yes, certainly with the uh, hmm. the uploads of press conferences one after the other, and um, yeah, I, I know I'm getting some getting some really nice feedback, but also not all the feedback uh, is is amazingly nice. Some of it is like um, just some very angry people writing stuff in capital letters. Although actually, it's not about the Davis Cup stuff. It's more about two or three podcasts we did over the weekend, like really? with Damien and I. And uh, I mean, I think I told you about some of the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're I an mean, old, you're an old hat. I you think we, we, we are used to it. When you are in YouTube, you get used to this comment that you said with capital letters. Like yeah, they yeah. are shouting oh. and screaming yeah. for the attention. Oh, and man, there's like foam coming out of their mouth, you know. Yeah, yeah. just chill the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Every number is, one uh, is, uh, you know, there, there have been multiple number ones. Every number one was great, the greatest in their era. <laughs> remember that comment? <laughs> uh, is that was that one I should remember, Damien? I don't remember it. Um, yeah, you but sent it. Uh, and it was this I guy who was basically it? screaming that we. Oh, no, okay. I mean, I you sent it on the group today. chat. Yes, yes and yes, it was basically was just, just guy saying that, that we cannot say that Djokovic is the goat. Because Djokovic, uh, like every single uh, person who was number one, can be the GOAT because they were the greatest in their era. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. funny because right after that, you actually sent a screenshot of a guy who was actually complaining about our depiction of Djokovic in the, in the podcast. <laughs> so it happens all, all the time, all the time, man, all the time. By the way, this is um, the most offensive thing I've ever seen right now. I've seen it in the chat. It's from Miles. Miles is asking, have you ever been on the channel before? Yeah. That my- just... Miles has missed a few missed episodes, some of your yeah. episodes, which are, you know I'm live a, episodes indeed from the Billie Jean King Cup. From... And Miles says he's all over women's tennis, but he wasn't aware that you came mm. on the on the show two weeks ago live, tw- two or three times. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. don't whatever. make him feel bad. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. bad now. <laughs> okay, Miles, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's going on here? No, Fernando says. Hablar, although I guess they mean hablar un poquito no, in it's, Spanish. It's actually, it's well written like that, like that, you know. Oh, really? Hablar is like the imperative, you say? Like, oh, really? Like giving yeah, 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 yeah. It's with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an order. Like an order, like yeah. Order. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I never knew that. He, he said, like, yeah, I know what... Uh, you, know, you, you know what it means, right? Like, the, the do it now. Do it. 
No, like like speaking a little speaking bit Spanish. Spanish. Cabron is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speak, yeah. Come yeah. on, Damien. What does it mean, sueltata, though? I don't know. It's like, Jump up. Let yourself loose. Oh, yeah, yeah, let yeah, yourself yeah. loose. Yeah, which is okay. why they... Um, hola. Hola, me llamo Damian. Um, <laughs> vivo en Polonia. Yo soy 14. 
they should be the favourites against Australia yeah. or, or Finland. Yeah, I agree. So I guess that the winner of that one will be the most likely one to go on. Uh, Damien? It kind of depends because if you get Australia against Serbia, of course, Djokovic is like a free point for you. <laughs> Where whoever yeah. you're playing, really, yeah. but then you have, let's say, Thompson or Popirin against Ketsmanovic, and it's yeah. Doable. But mm, but Damien, the, the way Ketsmanovic exactly. played today, I, think I know, but I'm he's not better than Thompson. Yeah, maybe yeah. they should play Popirin, as you mentioned. They uh, could try because he has like a higher ceiling. So I think Thompson is a better option if they're like looking for a reliable what? player. But if you're like really looking to tackle someone strong, it could yeah. be Popperin, yeah. But um basically if they win the first singles, I mean then they become the favorites because they're better in doubles, right? So I think Australia has a has a real case. Does Italy have a case? I mean if someone is beating Djokovic, it's Sinner. So yes. Maybe um I, I don't think it's a given. I think it's pretty close. Obviously Finland is in real trouble if Rusevori isn't playing. We he, we heard that he probably will tomorrow, but oh really? Okay. Who knows? Really? I mean, with yeah, I mean, I heard some some like leaks on. I mean, I read it, read them on Twitter. You know, it's not like any okay. inside info or something. But apparently, okay. there's been some interviews, saw... and, and it looks like he's going to play. But I saw him doing physical work today, Rusevori. Okay. okay, and he was, you know, he was focused <laughs> he seemed like he generally wanted to play i mean if, if they don't play Rusovoy, they are cooked honestly yeah i mean kauko is a loss against anyone and Pitanen <laughs> beating the minor I, it, it, that's just that's just true you know but um that's Pitanen more of a stretch minor, yeah he needs he needs like a performance of his life against Djokovic is probably impossible so oh. um I don't yeah. think they are going that far, but I, I love Finland's Cinderella story, you know, and the crowds here, Finnish people, you know, so for, for the I mean, ones if they, that... If they beat, if they actually have Emil, though? If they actually have Emil, Virtanen has a shot at winning the first match. Yeah. And even though if you lose, which they should, you know, they should lose the Minos match against Ruzwal, I think Alex is the clear... For me, he's the clear favorite, just considering the uh, sort of form Ruzovor is you know, is yeah. easy right now, you know, but if, imagine if, if Emil was like 100% physically, it should be a really close match. I would give him, yeah. you know, more, more odds, but the way, you know, he's trying to hold on, you know, the way he's trying to recover, I don't think he'd have much of a shot, but, you know, Virtane wins the first tie, they go to the doubles, they have a solid partnership that at least could match Australia. We'll Australia see who it's going to be, actually, because, you know, solid partnership. We just had Heliovara Virtanen. Yeah, well, use Niklas Salvinen. In, in just one match, they have become a solid partnership. They, Yeah, you saw the, the press conference. They had never hit a ball together, you yeah. know, on the same mm. side of the court, which I think is an amazing story. But actually, they, they blended in, like, really well yesterday. And So I guess that's it for Niklas Salminen, then. Yeah, I think I think I think he knows he doesn't. No, that's have... a, that's a shame. I I I feel sorry for the guy because I really thought yeah, he was going to play. But Damian, he's like who, very underrated. But who would you favor more, Virtanen Heliovara or Heliovara Niklas Salmin? Come on. Now, after watching the match, okay. But before, I'm not yes. sure you would have been really? so confident. Okay. Okay. Would you have been so confident? Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm less high on Niklas Salmin than 
yeah video. probably that's probably. that's probably <laughs> the main issue you know no, I, I just like patrick you know he follows me on twitter so i have a soft ah, there you go <laughs> no, it's like me predicting chalik be like to go through a grand slam quality you know <laughs> more or less yeah it's a nice guy factor just like we pick copayans for anything and it never yeah, works well, out but well don't you gotta do it you gotta do it you gotta do it yeah you went to the challenger in seville this year right carlos yeah yeah that sounds like a cool one. That's the second week of the US Open. And I should have gone because I tried to get accreditation for the US Open, got turned down and just decided to go to Lisbon. If I'd have put my thinking cap on, I'd have gone to Seville for that second week. It was the last year of Yellow Clay. Actually, I, have, I, hadn't, I haven't shared it on Twitter, so maybe he will forgive me a little bit for saying it now, but I recorded a podcast with Florian Herr, the, uh-huh. German, yeah. the German challenger guy, you know, talking yeah. about, you know, the all the stuff that you don't see you know on tv about the how organizing a challenger looks like and mm-hmm. how the yellow clay looks like on person and all the main activities that were done at the challenger um yeah i mean i'm i would love to host you guys anytime damian was really close to coming but the yeah. the the dates didn't fit you know yeah so the flights make... were just like monday thursday or something like that and i had to be in stretching on sunday so it wasn't possible for me to go monday monday so monday thursday didn't make sense because i would only see two days of tennis basically mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. like a well th- the flight is okay but if you're only going for two days then it's actually really expensive yeah but you know next year is gonna look amazing and i think we're gonna have a better feel because they have already you know installed so to say the the normal clay courts okay and they look astonishing they do and they really put their best effort into trying to get the best clay possible for the challenger so you're always welcome my friends um i've uh, there's a question from uh, miles about yarko from the the captain i think he's in the, the finland team i i think i spoke to him at the press conference but i haven't i've only had one one to one all week i thought i had more only one i know I, I don't no way Maybe I've had more. I don't. Somebody asked me last night. So who have you spoken to? And of course, I didn't want to include press conferences. So I was like, Botic. And then I just went. I think it's only Botic. So no Felix after all. No, Felix didn't come in. Didn't happen. Okay. You know, tennis and all that. I mean, I, I do understand that these things can happen. And I think maybe it could even be related to the the injury issue we had. I don't know. But um, no, it didn't happen, which is a pity. But you sort of hope and you think, but I never expect until it actually happens yeah you know yeah. yeah um so that's I, I never I tell people like i never tease you know no but to be um, honest with you damon the only reason i did it was because i was trying to give you know member fortunately no 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 members, no. No members I, I think it's fine anyway. it's fine that she did that you know sort of asking for questions a big name and etc but like yeah, yeah that's sort of my no, policy normally i would keep that, it under yeah Even i, I just keep it i didn't tell anyone yeah. that i was until, yeah. it happens, until it happens yeah. i think you only tease when you know it has happened yeah right that's what you say you know i've you know, I've yeah. done this, that, you know. Yeah. I never tell um, people even that I'm like going to a certain challenger because I'm always like, well, what if something happens, right? I mean if something goes wrong, yeah. 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 And and then I only tell them when I'm actually in at that place. I don't count the the yellow conversation really because it was it was it did sort of end up being me for I think I asked him like three questions. I even said to you during the yellow conversation, I said do you mind if I have another one and then let you go? Yeah, yeah. So I think I had like three back to back with him. Um, he, he was nice. I mean, considering he just lost a tennis match and in the end Canada went out, 
um, but he was fine and, and, and all that. Um, there were a couple other things in the chat I, I, I wanted to, to address. Um, yes, very good hair, Miles. I definitely agree. Um, Yarko's hair is, is, there's not a single one out of place. Um, anything else? Oh, there was one here about God and jealousy. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, bless the Brits with a decent player before you go crazy with shame and jealousy. I mean, I think I'm quite aware of where the Brits are at in terms of levels and stuff. And I mean, actually, I was thinking about this today. I don't even think probably um, it would have made any difference with Dan Evans and, and Andy Murray in the end because you're still relying on Jack Draper to beat Ketsmanovic. So you play Dan Evans against uh, uh, Djokovic or you play Andy Murray against Well, well you can play Evans Nori. You, you, yeah, but you're not. You're not. You're playing I'm Jack not Draper. sure. I'm not sure if they would, if they, you know, actually. Uh, who, who, who is the highest ranked player between Evans and Nori? It's still Nori, Nori, right? Yeah. So you have to play him against Novak or just. And then you probably play Evans, actually, instead of Draper. I think. I Maybe think Evans beats Kitzman. The, the best chance for Great Britain would have been Evans, first, like, high, highest ranked player, Draper, second uh, choice. I agree. Each but that's Norway. like a tennis hipster edition, you know. We think of we think like this because we're sort of thinking this tennis hipster way. And um, I'm actually you not can, sure that you can ditch your best or your highest ranked player. I mean, it's like yeah. saying saying him, you know, you are top twenty in the world, but I don't I don't believe in you. It's, it's just yeah. shattering. You know? I don't think it would happen. But I, I I do agree that Evans Draper was probably the stronger yeah. option. But I don't think they would ever ditch Nori. You know. Exactly. You don't. You don't exactly. think so. Exactly. No. Um, Even though Norby, I think he lost two matches he played in group stages. Is that right? I, th I think so. Did he? What in Manchester? In Manchester, I think he played two matches and he lost them both. So who was carrying Evans? Right, Evans was carrying and yeah. Norby was in the doubles. Yeah. They 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 saved three match points against France in the doubles. Oh yeah, right. It was the shootout for. Who, yeah. Let me um, let me yeah. a really bad picture, but this is Kitsmanovic basically celebrating match point. But it's it's a it, you know it could just be some random drunk guy who's run on the court with a tennis racket. Look at how bad the picture is. Um, Keen, by the way, yeah, that would be great. I mean, to be honest with you, I went to one challenger this year, and unfortunately, I won't be able to make it next year because I won't be in Germany at the time. But it was the one in in Koblenz. You went to Collins? Yeah, of course I do. I, uh, I, course is that... I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not like. You know, I'm. I'm a hipster. No, no, but I wanted to know if that city is. Oh, we... no, not really. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. There's two Koblenzes. There's one really beautiful one on the border of Switzerland, um, and there's this other one that has a challenge. The one that has challenges, shit. Right? Yeah, no, but the one, the one which has a challenge is like a lot bigger. So you probably know the. The one Maybe, there, but the, right? the town, the town is nothing. At least the, the part of the town I saw, which is from the train station to okay. where it happened. Uh, uh, I mean, my yeah, it, look, it looked fine from what I've searched. Maybe, you know? uh, maybe I just didn't explore enough. Maybe I didn't. I Actually, mean, Nori, Nori lost by the way against Vavrinka against Umba in Davis uh, Cup. That's fine. And out of the last one, two, three, six, four, um, I think six, six matches. His last six matches, he had only won one. By the way, so who was it you said today that Ketsmanovic is top 10 level? Was it maybe maybe it was Jack Draper? Somebody said it. Uh, they said Ketsmanovic played like a top 10 player oh, today. Okay, played, okay. Played. Uh, maybe. I think and that's maybe a little high. There, but, but you could say that about lots of people's ceilings. He did play good, an excellent match. It was a good press conference with Ketsmanovic. Oh, it was great. It's a pity really because I've lost yeah. the video and I haven't uploaded it yet. Maybe I'm going to get it tomorrow, but you've lost the video. Yeah, that was it's it's so it was a five minute. I mean, it's not it's not it would have probably only got a couple of hundred views or something. But 
But um, but it was fun because I spoke to him uh, about Estoril, where I said, you told me you were on fire in Estoril. And he said, yeah, that, that comment didn't live very well in terms of it because he, he lost the final and then had a bad six months, basically. Actually, following up on that, you know, the first question that I did was like, you know, it must feel nice to win such a close match in tough fashion after the year you've had. Yeah. And he was oh, like, yeah. he was like, yeah, I mean, it's actually really good to win a match like this after the amazing season I've had, you know, like trolling a little bit. You <laughs> yeah, know? And this was, the, himself. This was himself. the first question. So you don't know if he's really serious. He's really, you know, just laughing it out. Uh, yeah, he he's was, funny. He's yeah, fun. he's, I mean, I've only met him three or four times, but, but or met him, you know. Damien, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damien, give me, give me a break. I love that. I've only <laughs> met him three or Miles. four times. There you go, baby. He's Miles in the David. top. He, he's like a top fifty player. I've only met him three or four times. You know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're I mean, turning into Simon Briggs by the minute. <laughs> I know, but I have sort of. I mean, okay, maybe not met him. I mean, it's like, like we hung out, and he's he's like WhatsApping me all the time. Yeah, and also the, these three or four times, you know, and the only is like. Wow. One of them was in a mix zone, so that's a bit closer than a press that's conference, as right? As close as it gets, yeah. as close as it gets. At, at if it's not a one-to-one, which is which is let uh, impossible, yeah, at the moment, it is yeah. not unless idea. it's the players' party in stretching. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. We, I haven't been to a players like. Oh, John actually doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, but John doesn't know. I'm not allowed to know this sort of information. No, you you are. It's just you know. No, it's fine. It will come um, up. It will come up at some point, I think. I mean, it's a story I tell to a lot of people who will not share it with, you know, the outside world. But yeah, someday. The story is his or yours? What? The story about the players passing. Uh, no, mine, mine, mine. From Stretching. Oh, don't, 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 don't try and steal I think, that. I one. think you probably saw it, Carlos. Think you, if, you, if you yeah. post it in the, in the Twitter group, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, Guru, by the way, there's one with the, I've put I've uploaded one today with some British as well. So I've done three samples of fans at stadiums, and two of them have gone out. So that's Ooh. good. So I've got the Netherlands and I've got the British. So they're gone because I, I, I'm just obviously next time I can do Serbia because I think the Serbians probably drink a bit more than the Italians. So yeah. I'll probably go for the Serbians. Um, but not on, more than the Finnish. Oh no, the Finnish are the kings. Yeah. So we we yeah. know that. Yeah. But I've already got some Finnish uh, content in there. And so who, they're playing um, Australia. Too. Oh, I've already got Australia as well. No, so no, no. Oh, I'll just do How it How many again. Australians are here? 12. Yeah, from even less than that. You know, <laughs> the flight is not... The checks uh, is the trust, one trust, I miss. Trust me, because the checks can be good value. But, um, yeah, anyway. trust me, the, the flights are not are not really cheap. You know? Thank Something you, Miles, about... for the donation. Yeah, yeah thanks, Miles. I was going to tell that. You ne- know, next right? time, Miles, they just... Put it straight into my bank account. <laughs> yeah, it would be better. Then we'll miss YouTube, the U- YouTube won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I the, the fee, the fee will be there. Yeah. Send some of that. Can we say this? The, on? Yeah, we can talk about it. This kind of down donation that it's not like a huge amount, mm-hmm. less than ten euros, for example. I think they usually get around forty percent, maybe even less. You know, they, because that's what we. So I get forty percent. No, no, you get sixty percent. Get YouTube gets like forty percent. Okay. When they start, when the donation is. Big. 
bigger, 50, let's say 50, they do get 50% okay, so of the donation. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you, you're feeling like you're being absolutely stolen, you know, but yeah. I mean, I've had even worse experiences than that in some cases with YouTube. So, I mean, let's talk about Ketsmanovic, by the way. Um, he was amazing. I mean, one of the key points for me is, unfortunately, somebody beat me to it with this question, but um, or, or, or mentioned it before I thought about it, was just on the return today, Draper was okay at best on the... I mean, there was... By the way, I still think Draper's level wasn't too bad today. You know, it wasn't like Draper was just horrible or something like that. Draper yeah. played a... Probably played a six and a half, seven. Yes. Uh, I think maybe the back-to-back -back sort of tennis tournaments he's been playing recently... Caught up to him. Caught up. You know, probably he peaked in Sofia, perhaps. Um, but he still had a very... I mean, the funny thing with his forehand today, which I do think does let him down sometimes, and it did today, every time I tweet about his forehand letting him down, a minute later, he'd go and hit the best forehand you've ever seen, you know? Second um, tie-break, the banana down the line. Right, exactly. That was one of them, yeah. Um, so, but there was also one game where he, he kept nearly getting broken. And it kept happening. So although 7-6, seven, 7-6 six, seven, six looks like it could have gone either way, yes, that is the case. So we could easily have had a third set. Mm -hmm. But the better player in each set, by a margin of, you know, it was, it was easy. There was little debate for me to say yep. Ketsmanovic was the better player in each set, you know. And if uh, there's no argument for that, really. I agree. I agree with you. And he played as close as he has recently played to the version of him we saw against Alcaraz in Miami. He, I mean, he mentioned yeah. he mentioned yeah. at the press conference that from Stockholm on, he has sort of felt better than during the whole season. Like, you know, he got a little bit of confidence in this last stretch of the season. But, you know, he had been a shell of himself uh, yeah. for the last, like, I don't know, five, six months. It's good to see him back in the mix. I don't know, Damien. I have my issues with this because, like, for me, after that Alcaraz match and, like, you know, the whole first two months of 2022, it's kind of tough to say which Ketsmanovic is actually the real Ketsmanovic, right? <laughs> because it's it, like a shell of himself, a shell of that version, yes. Yeah. After yeah. that, we don't really see that guy for like the next year and a half. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have an issue definitely with him as like a player who can go forward because, yeah, that, that aggressive version that we saw today, it's rare. It's rare. And of course, yeah, 2022, the beginning of the season, ridiculous for like three months but that was really the extent of it but yeah certainly it was nice to watch him um here like you know playing such inspired positive tennis i guess that's what you get from the davis cup setting and yeah i think in the um stream that we did john on the davis cup preview we were you know mentioning that basically draper is like because djokovic is guaranteed almost to get a point they also need to rely like this on draper and I, I did have a really bad feeling about all of this pressure on Jack. I don't mm. think he actually lost it because of pressure. I don't but think like, so, but he did I think it. a lot of people were like mentioning that, well, basically, um, let's say I saw a couple of people just trying to sort of predict how the ties could go. And like Draper was like an insta-lock to get a point for them. And they were like, okay, so this is going to deciding doubles. And I never really felt like he's like a 2 to 1 against Jerry Ketsmanovic or Lajovic. Um, yeah, I think even that was a little much. Um, I, you know, potentially, I mean, of course, next year, you know, he has a great season. He's He could be a 2 to 1 against Ketsmanovic in 12 months. But yeah, I, I, I just wasn't really convinced and I was afraid about this one. And um, 
Yeah, I was years. afraid probably from the first game. Actually, and I started thinking, "Oh, okay, this is going to." And I think every, like I said, every service game, Kitsmanovic was getting close, you know. And I think there was one that Jack got out of at fifteen forty in the first set, got away with it. There were several love thirties and fifteen thirties in the second. And set. Draper didn't get to juice himself, right? Never, never got to juice. Never got a break point. Of course, as a result of you don't get to juice. Um, and uh, there was another thing I want to say. Oh, yeah, so. Jack did say in the press conference afterwards, he, again, actually, the, you know, probably just giving it about the right amount of consideration was that just probably did have a bit more nerves because he knew that he had to win, really. Uh, he said, I, I, what do you say? Something okay. about Cam. He said, so, I mean, Cam's about to start. He's just starting his match with, with, with Djokovic. And he's like, you know, I back Cam all the time or something like that. That's a best, the best way you can say it. Back. I back my colleague. I back my, my player. I back my man. But, but that doesn't mean I, I genuinely think he's going yeah, to win, yeah. you know, and that's as much as you can do. Um, and so therefore, you know, he did recognize that okay. he was in a, in a very different way. Ketsmanovic was, you know, had a, had a, a situation for Serbia to deliver and Jack had a situation to deliver for Britain, but Jack's situation is you've got to, you've got to do this because we're going to be in trouble in the next one. Whereas Ketsmanovic is like, kind of like, you could basically book our place in the in the semi-finals. Kacmanovic is like Lechechka or Griekspor, right? I mean, getting a rival who's ranked a lot, uh, I mean, maybe not higher than you, but who's like rated higher than you. But even if you lose, it's okay. We still have the doubles. But he only yeah. played it at first match, not not like Lechechka or Griekspor at, the, at yeah. the second. And he's actually the only one who delivered in such a um, circumstance, I guess. The, uh, actually, noting also that Serbian media weren't really relying on Kecmanovic at all, or at least, yeah. at least that was the vibe that was around the stadium when it was announced that he was going to play instead of Diere. I was really surprised that Kecmanovic was picked instead of Diere because it seems that Laszlo, you know, had a much more solid season than Miomir and that Miomir. maybe they just thought solid isn't going to be Jack Draper but uh, yeah uh, but, but then they wouldn't pick Kecmanovic either then they wouldn't yeah. pick Kecmanovic either like he's Kecmanovic the Draper, solid and nothing more generally speaking Kecmanovic had already played against Draper and he lost yeah but so I don't know we, we were kind of surprised I think it was an inspired choice I have to say. yeah I mean I mean of course in, I mean in I'm hindsight, saying that since they yeah, basically had five. four viable choices I don't think it was ever going to be Hamad because he's like just so no, low yeah. and inexperienced no. and you know he can throw away a match out of nowhere but I don't think he was like completely out of the consideration because he no, might I mean, have the highest ceiling out of them all it's and a it's, similar it's a similar situation to Italy you know they could may as well yeah. to Sonego, Arnaldi, Musetti between the three, three of them. Yeah. It's very slim. You know. No idea absolutely yeah. who they were going to choose. Margins yeah. are... Yesterday yes. there were some reports from Italian press that, that they were going to pick Arnaldi, but until then I had absolutely no idea they were going to choose. Everyone, I mean, there is an argument for all of them. There's two questions in the chat that we we can quickly address, and then we'll go to Djokovic and 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 Cam Nori. Uh, one is uh, Carlos. If there's one challenger in Spain that you could recommend to visit, which one would it be? Well, Seville, yeah, I guess. Or, yeah. There we go. Do I need to the, say the, something? The only one tiny thing, as someone who Blanco was cool, right? <laughs> the only but, well, I have to say, I have to say, Blanco, the 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 way that the organizers you know, take care of you. Absolutely amazing. 10 Ooh. out of 10. What really? Like, no, I mean, come on. Don't, don't twist my words. Like, you know, they, because they, they don't get much 
exposure, much media coverage. No, no, I, I'm just asking what do you mean by that? You know, they care. Like they, they, will, they, care they will give you. you just free dinner and they will say, Ooh. you know, this is your this is your place. Just sneak into whatever whatever the hell you want. There's no problem for us, you know? That's good. That's good parts of being a challenge. That's no, no. good. Yeah. 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 I mean, in challenges, you have, you have much more freedom, but these guys were like, you know, you, you will go to the to the office of the tournament. No one's there. You can you know roam around freely. They they were fine because they are you know it's located in a small town. So it, I'll think about it next year then. <laughs> well, I don't recommend you because of the the weather. Like the weather is absolutely criminal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like yeah. it's in a small town in Cordoba. Oh, but when you say criminal, you mean when is it held in summer? When winter? in summer? Summer, um, yeah. They actually started July, like July, six like, a.m. Yeah, they, 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 they usually start at like 6 p.m. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like Parma in a way. With, with it, That's in like all... Yeah. When is that? The WTA Parma, I'm thinking. On WTA I mean, Parma? In July, I think, and it's is super there, hot. Is that still on the calendar? Yeah, I think... Um, uh, what's Palermo, name? Palermo was there. That's Palermo. Maybe get, which one? What's the one that um, Kinwen Zheng won this year? Palermo. That's ah, Palermo. Okay. But still, that Palermo, was super Palermo hot. Palermo is Sicily. Yeah, and they didn't have matches yeah. until nighttime there, I think, as well. And yeah, the, the, they was, start really late. Yeah. That was the other thing with, with Seville. I, it gets a bit better in September, but you can still have some very hot September. Yeah, it, it, just, it really depends on the year, yeah. Mm. You, you might be prepared to sweat a little bit, but uh, <laughs> not as and much. Then, and and then you go to Stettin, and it's like the first event of the summer. I mean, first event that done every particular summer where it's like really cold in the evenings, especially. So, yeah, yeah that Jamie, would be a nice temperature jump. Can you give me 30 to 60 seconds on any junior Brits that you rate right now? Honestly, I mean, I think Keen mentioned Arthur Ferry. I know he's not a junior, mm. but like, you know, he's finishing his last year in college. We'll see if he's actually back, but it looks like he will have top 100 potential. Uh, Jack Pennington Jones, I guess, also after he finishes college. But like when it comes to actual junior, we've just had Henry Serrell winning Wimbledon. Uh, I honestly can't tell you yet if he actually has a lot of potential in the pros. Um, you know, kind of have to watch him a little bit more. Otherwise, I don't know if there's anyone really who stands out, right? I mean, other than Serdal. I would say he's not a junior, but Draper is this most oh, solid yeah. pick that they have like, yeah, for the he's, next... Uh, he's, I mean, yeah. yeah. Out of like, these four, I think Draper is the definitely the best yeah. bet like top 10 and etc i'm i'm really sorry for i mean really sorry i i feel for paul jab you know uh -huh. he is he some... still injured as you all no I mean, he, he's playing this week he he, he won two matches already yeah. but i think damien he was really burned out mentally you know this is one of the interviews that i will i did in Pozo blanco but i didn't release and la, end of last year beginning of this year someone stole my phone okay so I lost, I lost the the audio. So yeah. I could never release. But I remember some things, and he was. I mean, I remember speaking to him, and he said that mentally he had like a really rough times. You know, like last year, beginning of last year, something like that. He really had a tough time mentally, and that he started, you know, reading and trying to do some things that would get the focus away on, you know, having depressive uh, thoughts. So I think. It, caught up to him a little bit, even though, and then injuries, you know, mental, mental demons. So, so say everything, you know, was like a perfect mix for uh, just falling off a cliff, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go to the, go to the bathroom. bathroom. Okay. So let's get to uh, the Djokovic match. Although there's probably not a huge amount to talk about. I actually didn't think Djokovic's level was that high. 
Uh, I thought he did enough, and that's all he had needed to do against Cam Noy. It could have been even more comfortable than the than the one break. I think there were, were certainly a few times it looked like he was going to get a double break, um, certainly in the second set. Uh, he just did enough. There were some sparks, but I don't think he was bringing his Turin final level, maybe until the last game of the match. And I saw Cam Norrie get pumped for the last game. And it's like he was sort of banging his racket and looking towards his team as like, I'm going to get into this service game and I'm going to make a, a, a match of this. And he and he was he served to love, he served out to love. And there was some bombs in there. There was some, you know, um, some... Uh, uh, you know, catching the lines with serves and and basically just no, he didn't barely get a racket on any of the four serves from from memory. Certainly not into any of the points anyway. And um, and that was that. Um, anything to talk about the match um, itself, Damien? I didn't watch it. Um, yeah. When I saw that Kitsmanovic won, I yeah. saw that. Well, there's no point in watching that, especially as Djokovic Nori is an awfully boring matchup. General, yeah. <laughs> like you know, their previous meetings were on. Honestly, the only interesting thing was that smash that Nori hit Adam in Rome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, I know Wimbledon. You know, there was set for yeah, Cam Nori, but, but it, it was just hot. like the sinner. Yeah, it was just like yeah. the sinner match yeah. that same Wimbledon where you never felt like Djokovic is actually losing. I remember watching that in Braunschweig, I think, and they could barely see my screen because it was so hot and so sunny. But yeah, I, I just watched the first set and Djokovic was awful. And then yeah. the moment he turns it on, I just I just know that there's no point seeing that anymore. You know, I turn off my phone. I just start watching the, uh, focusing on the challenger only again. And basically what I'm trying to say is that I didn't watch it, but I think even the stats tell you a lot. Djokovic lost eight points on his own serve. And on his serve, there were 48 points played on Norris 75. I Say mean... Again. I just mean that Djokovic lost. Even the stats tell you a lot. Djokovic lost eight points on serve, and there were 48 points played on his own delivery. And for Nori, it was 75. So yeah. you know where the, all the action was happening. And yeah, as I said, um, Carlos, you didn't hear it. I just didn't watch it because there was no point in doing that. I mean, it's a horrible matchup. And it actually, like, I, I felt like there's no chance. Of course, if Nori was like up a set or, you know, just with a shot to win it, I would have turned it on. But yeah, that never happened. I think from the first point, you could see that Djokovic, he was not tired in any way or not giving his best at this match. And the only way for Nori to win it, it was, you know, to face a jaded, uh, out of sorts Djokovic, you know. He wasn't. So from the first break, and I think Novak, you know, also, you know, uh, his dominance was even stronger because he broke at the beginning of each set so it was mm -hmm. like you know that there's there's no contest in every single set because novak has the lead already from just just the, the start you know and i mean he just he completely controlled the court at his will you know he had nori at, at his mercy i think nori did well you know to try to just hang in there just fight run a lot of balls he also said in the pre match press conference that he was gonna run for more balls than usual and he certainly did but that's not the way of beating Djokovic you know that's not how you beat Novak so what else can you do man yeah I mean yeah uh, it was kind of a flat-ish affair yeah. even within the stadium of course which was had more Brits in there than, than Serbians I was looking around at them and they were they were obviously pleased to be watching Novak Djokovic but that was about it 
Uh, that was about all they could take from it, that they were there to to watch, um, uh, you know, one of the top 50 players of all mm. time, I would suggest. He's in the top 50. Top in, 50? No, no, Maybe right. top 100? Top 100, yeah. yeah. He's not a challenger legend, of course, but um, he'll never get that. Uh, he's won a couple. Has he won a couple of challenges? I he? don't remember exactly how many, but I think he won. Uh, he, he has certainly won at least one, right, Damien? Or am I missing? Yeah. Federer only has one, but Djokovic, I think, might have like two or three. He had to play um, more challengers than Federer. It's possible, but it's possible actually that right now every single top 100 player has a challenger because for a while it was only Milos Raonic who didn't have one. So, so I think it's probably every single player in the top 100. Now. This would be a question for a one-to-one rather than a press conference, I think. But actually that now brings a question to me. Did he think when he was winning that challenge or those challenges that not that not that he would not that he would go on to win twenty four slams. I don't think even even Federer would. Federer didn't know you know when he won his first Wimbledon. But did he did he did he really sort of know? Actually, I've got this. I'm I'm going to go on and do amazing things and win multiple slams. Or did is it did the first one surprise him? Did the second one surprise him? And then suddenly he's on five, and then suddenly he's on ten. That would be a that would be a, a thought that crosses my mind. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three challengers, by the way, for Novak, Budapest, um, Aachen in Germany, and Sanremo. And Aachen was on carpet as well. So in Aachen, that's kind didn't, of fun. didn't he beat Babrinka that tournament? Uh, I think he did, and I remembered that as well. But I, I thought it might be was the fi- maybe it was the final, but that's it, actually not the final. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't I tell you right now which round it was, but I, I'm pretty sure this is their first match. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be a pretty good question to ask Novak. I agree, but we were talking about a guy that when he was like I don't know six or seven years old, he said in public television that he was going to be number one in the world. So probably he did believe that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Was, a, was the first round of that event. First round, Djokovic Wawrinka. Was it a tough one, like a, a long battle? Six two six three, and Djokovic qualified oh. for that event as well. So, so yeah, that was his second challenger title, and that was of course the first match between Djokovic and Wawrinka. It's always interesting to look up the cha- the challenger draws that the big three yeah. had to play them. I, re- you know, I I don't know if you know this stat, but Rafa Nadal, his first point. His first ATP point was in Sevilla. Oh, really? In the Challenger, yeah. When he was 15 years old, I think, or 16. I, I think, I think 15. I think, I think 15. 15. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. won against, I think, the name of the guy is Israel Matos. But now I am not sure about it. This is one of the few... Yeah, that's true. Israel Matos kill. kill. Yeah. There you go. There you go. First win of Rafa Nadal at 80. There's a really, there's a line in, in, a, in a Federer book that I read um, called The Roger Federer Effect about a year ago. I had the authors on the show and there was a line in there. It was the one maybe that stuck in my head more than any other line was about the moment when Federer got his first ATP point and how cool that was, you know. And yeah, I kind of, I kind of found that one more moving than, than winning his 20th Grand Slam. It's like, that is... That must be huge. It must be like 
Wow. It depends. Like for Federer, was it that huge? Because, well, he was already probably a Wimbledon junior champ, right? So, yeah. you know, it, he kind of knew that he was going to get far. Maybe I wasn't thinking specifically about Federer. Maybe, I don't know. I just can't, I just remember I mean, going. in general, wow, yeah. Cool. I mean, wouldn't you want to earn your first point? There's this, there's this great book, by the way. Um, I think it's called Chasing Points um, by a British tennis player, Greg Howe who in like 2006, 2007, he was over 30 already. He quit his teaching job and he decided to just, uh, well, he actually had training in the past, right? He, he, his brother as well was a tennis player. Well, also like a, let's say, almost pro. And uh, yeah, he actually started traveling the world. He uh, started traveling to, to play tennis and eventually he managed to get his first point. And he even played qualifying in Dubai, um, maybe also like Bangkok. The only, the, only place, the only place where you can buy uh, a point. qualifying oh, wildcard. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, maybe I, I, I don't think he bought it though. It was just the fact that after he got his first point, you know, some of these qualifying draws weren't full, and okay. he would sort of travel there and the name yeah, just, just pray that he gets in. I I will find the book actually, but uh, Greg Howe and he um, like H O W E. And um, yeah, he ended up playing like Sergei Stakowski in, in an ATP Tour qualifying match. So it's a, it's a cool story. It's like 200 pages or something like that. I will find it in, in a brief second. Do it, do it. Um, uh, Keen says, yeah, of course he's got, he's got everything. He's I knew it is, so it's yeah. easy. That's the book, Chasing mm-hmm. Points. A season on the pro tennis circuit by Greg Howe, and he released it in like he released it in like 2019 or Where something like that. Where did you buy it? Amazon? Internet. Uh, yeah, internet, yeah. Internet. He released it in like 2019, I think. So it was like a memoir written, you know, 10 years later. Yeah, 2018. Um, I think I probably read about this coming out on like men's tennis forums or whatever, like whatever I was reading in like 2018. And yeah, I just decided to buy it. I ordered it and uh, I've read it like three times already. So Keen asks, and I think this is probably... Uh, not music to Damien's ears, but it's certainly maybe Damien, you wouldn't go as far as, as this suggestion, but Keane's suggesting that maybe Norrie will fall out the top 50 next year. I think he could fall out and then come back in. And I still think that he's, he's not someone that will probably get to that. He'll still be consistent. Yeah. And he's not someone that he's not like a curious who just go like, so I, Oh, that's, no. And he's probably not someone who'll just be like, um, <laughs> that's a funny comment no uh, no I know. no you think it looks like we know each other from that comment no but maybe he was just trolling you know joking yeah I, I normally those kind of comments are not well, you know if if this comment is real it means you've made it congrats <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh nori top 50 uh, what are your thoughts on falling out the top 50 damien Probably too much, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him drop off in the rankings at least a bit. You know, he has a lot of points to defend early in the season. And if he doesn't pick it up somewhere soon, it is very possible. Yeah. That, I mean, top 50, kind of unlikely. It's just so consistent. And even when we are talking about him not having a good event in like six, seven months, he's actually still winning a lot of matches, right? Like he's just not getting the impressive wins. He's He's just getting... You know, whatever he's he's beating the players that he sort of like has to beat, and I think that will keep him in the top fifty. But you know, if you're thinking about him making progress next year, 
it's going to be hard. Yeah, I agree. Um, never know, but uh, there we go. I think he just need probably a, a few other players to have bad years as well, and then and then things might work out for him. But um, yeah, uh, I think we may have seen the the peak year or years of of Cam Noy with winning Indian Wells and Wimbledon semi final, and uh, yeah, I think he's going to need a lot of other players to fall off a cliff for him to sort of maintain a high ranking. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, let's get to the final point, really, which is because I think there's not really a lot to say about the djokovic Noe match, really, than what hasn't already been said, uh, which is, of course, the um, little debate that happened afterwards that uh, Djokovic described as a chat between uh, him and the British fans. I actually think that the, the British media were trying to make it more sensational. I heard them talking among themselves and they were like, well, you, you, I think there was a lot of needle going on between them and, and, and Djokovic was doing this and the fans were doing that. And I think it really came down to no more than probably every other Davis Cup stadium that's ever existed. It, it came down to nothing more than one tiny or no significant issue. Djokovic is giving his on-court speech and they're still banging the drums. You think that they might have been doing it intentionally. I think that they may have been or they may have just been doing it. We don't know. But it was annoying because I wanted to hear what Djokovic had to say in his on-court interview afterwards. But, of course, it did also inadvertently provide the, the most entertaining part of the match because the match didn't provide anything entertaining. But what was entertaining is when Jok when these guys are banging the, bang, banging the drums and Djokovic says, shut up. And then, no, you then be you be quiet. And then and I think he might even have said, you should leave. Yeah, no, I think he said, no, you shut up. No, you be quiet. Yeah, yeah, you shut up, you be quiet. So that was, that was during, and then, and then basically he's. No, when, we, when he cool. said like, no, he was saying like, when the, the guys started beating the drums, banging the drums, he was like, you know, I want more. I want more from this. I will have a good sleep tonight. I will yeah, have a good sleep yeah, tonight. Yeah. So don't worry, don't worry. Keep doing it. Keep doing yeah. it. You know, I, well, that was fine. That was fine. And then in the in the press conference, of course, uh, I mean, you got the first question in, and it's funny how you began it because you said something like, "I, I know, know you're going to be asked about other stuff, but um, tell me about you know this." And and uh, it was obviously about having his family there and and, and the support that they they're giving him in in the last couple of weeks. And uh, and of course, as soon as the, a British journalist got the microphone, and by the way, I don't think I don't think about me. I, I mean, one of these classic British journalists, if you like, uh, they were like, you know, tell us about this. Was there issues between you and the crowd, and blah 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 blah? And um, yeah, I mean, you were thinking about asking him a question about his forehand, yes. which um, I'm sure the British journalists would never ask him in a million years. Um, <laughs> But uh, that was the the little issue there at the end, which was which was the most entertaining thing really regarding that encounter. Um, there'll be certain people will come down on one side of the fence on that, and there'll be certain people come down on the other, and it'll obviously all be about who you support in the first place. I actually, of course, I'm not a, a Djokovic fan, but yeah, I could see why it was annoying for him, and it was annoying for me because I just wanted to hear what they had to say. But was it a big deal? Not really. Not really. And also he said in the in the in the press conference, I think one of his answers was, Yeah, I had to have a little chat with them. You know, it was almost like a down, like yeah. a but it was also like a mafia guy's guy. I'll get one of my people to go and sort it out. <laughs> you know. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't he refuse. refuse. Yes, indeed. I think the thing is he likes it, you know. He, he, he... Well, he, he won the match. I mean, so that's he gets pumped up by this. Yeah. Oh. 
and it's how it, it's, it's when he celebrated it's press. also but also to go in the press conference or even just from the moment that he's got the microphone in his hand on the court he's kind of in control of things from that moment onwards and yeah and he also walks in the press conference and he's he's possibly aware that there's going to be some journalist going to ask him about it and it's actually quite an easy one to deal with in a way because probably no one's going to have the temerity to really go for Novak on it like don't you think that was a bit rude um because no one no one's really going to do that and therefore he can just take control of the situation and and, and therefore you know I I giggled when he said we had a little chat um and that is that uh, something about uh goat and stuff uh from guru in the chat and and people are really hurt um etc etc um guru by the way he he began with a comment like this and then he went really quite nice in the middle and now he's gone back to good you're turning him into a talking tennis believer <laughs> all right um i think we've kind of previewed tomorrow's semis or sorry not tomorrow's semis because one's on saturday I, I certainly we've done finland australia i think I think we're all going Australia, right? I want to say that Finland has a shot, but I can't possibly. He's saying Patrick Niklas. <laughs> no, no, that, that's actually not what I'm saying right now, but I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I still cannot go Finland. I would love to see a close match between Virtanen and Deminor. I don't know if this is actually happening or am I just, you know, daydreaming here? <laughs> but um yeah basically if um what, what are we starting with again um i like thompson or popperin against vitan no no because emily's I playing right? oh emily's yeah emily's probably playing yeah if emily's playing they have a shot but i still cannot go against australia which is kind of boring like if if the final is serbia australia I'm boycotting that, you know? It's just going to be the most boring thing in the world. Djokovic-Deminor is, is probably even worse as a matchup than Djokovic-Nori to, to watch for me. Uh, it's like Medvedev-Sverev, almost. Uh, although less competitive, so so actually worse. But um, basically what I'm trying to say that I think on the preview for Davis Cup um, that we did with John, I, I said that um, this time I'm actually really excited about the Davis Cup because there are all these uh, you know countries that I want to see, like the Netherlands, like Canada, like um, yeah. Czechia, and they're all out besides yeah. Finland. So, um, yeah. I, I would really love to see Finland go through, but I don't think it's you know the, the most likely outcome. No, the thing is, if you, you you can have one or two of the there were as we also said, there was no like outrageous favorites in in any yeah. of the ties, um, and it's okay having one or two of the underdogs such as Finland going through. Um, the problem is, is then when the favourites in the or the slight favourites or or bigger favourites such as Serbia go through in the other one, and then also you've got Serbia and Italy on the same side of the draw. So then it's like, well, if if Finland got to the final, for example, against Serbia, yeah. especially without Emil, right? Like if yeah. Finland get to the final against Serbia and they can't play Rusovori, it's a done deal because Djokovic plays Vitanen and Kalkovalta plays whoever from Serbia. So it's the, it's the same if they play against Italy. But it's the same with Rusevori yeah. too, no? Rusevori, oh, I see, but then... No, the, not Pirtanen really, because there. Pirtanen can have a yeah. shot at Kutsmanovic, yeah. Pirtanen yeah. can have a shot at Jaya, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but so then, in, then a way, in a way, Rusevori could be like is, against Great Britain, right? Rusevori is, is not about Rusevori, it's about meaning you can go up against Novak so our other guy can play against... You know, I think yeah. 
think I think I actually mentioned this, but probably to another person. Mm-hmm. While uh, at the stadium in the arena today, I said, you know, the best thing that can happen to Finland is that Rus Uvori plays tomorrow, even though he plays like I don't know, and he loses six zero six zero, because Kauko Valta against whoever the Australian team is playing is a done deal. He's gonna lose. But if you play Virtanen against Thompson against Popperin, he, I mean, it's actually Virtanen and Thompson. I feel like in this indoor hardcore, it's quite even. I mean, Thompson is a slight favorite, probably. Virtanen only in Davis Cup plays like, you know, he can recently, yeah. but yeah. he does. So I, yeah, he could. But, but it's, a, it's, it's a bigger shot than if he plays Diminar. And he, it will also give him yeah. extra time to rest for doubles, you know? And, Maybe Rusuboy goes there, retires one six, one three down, saying, you know, I thought my shoulder was better, but in the end, it's not good, blah, blah, blah. But hey, you Or have... one two down. Uh, sounds one, familiar, two, right? Two. So, sounds familiar. One two, yeah. a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just, I don't know. I, I mean, if I am a Finland, I would think that way, you know, and then go to doubles. It's a little bit of a shutout. I think Australia would be a little bit of a favorite there, but. It's, you know, it's doable, you know. Australia-Italy final could be interesting, competitive. It would also depend on the point between the second highest. Yeah, although we might get to a point with with Sinner just playing back-to-back. back. I mean, you know, he played doubles today, he played singles, he came back off that run in Turin. We do see him... Uh, still, it's we have not a gimme. It's not a gimme against them. It's not like a Novak scenario where he's just, you know, he's more likely to get like so tired up to the point that he may lose or may, may be more vulnerable. Yeah, he loses a match. set and then yeah. suddenly, who knows? He's certainly more vulnerable to that scenario than Djokovic. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that should. Uh, basically bring us to a close. We spoke about the all the quarterfinals. We've given a prediction uh, to some extent for the semis or, or given our views on it. And um, we've spoke about Djokovic's little chat with the crowd. And um, yeah, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, what's going on here? Damien, Carlos, have you watched the Finland number three before? Does he have potential? Oh, okay, I, did, I was I wasn't seeing the comment. I thought I. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really <laughs> Patrick Kovalta. Um, I've watched him a couple of times this year in Tampere. He played a great match against Daniel Michalski. Um, I honestly thought he was actually gonna maybe be competitive against uh, Raonic because, well, who knows where Raonic is at the moment? But after watching that match, yeah, I mean, he was just so I don't know clunky, and at some point he just started approaching the net on every single point. And uh, as a whole, yeah, he would like that was his only game plan. He wasn't able to hold up in any rallies. He's like a bit of a, um, yeah, he's not a great mover. Let's say that. Um, I mean, he, he, be, he is he, a little underrated, but like a little. <laughs> he would be better off if he had played in 2002, 2003. Interesting. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, because of course. Quicker court. Quicker yeah. court. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, Erovasa maybe they could have played him, but I, don't know if he's in there. I, saw, I saw him in Sevilla, and he has no chance. <laughs> I think he actually might be. Well, this actually you're not gonna believe this, but this there's some raw footage. 
from Edo Baza in, in our channel in, in Punto de Break and in the blogs that I made in Sevilla, there's some footage of Edo Baza actually winning a really great rally uh, on yellow clay, which is kind of funny. Edo Baza has a little bit of a Botic van der Zandschup vibe. Oh, bro. I thought that he was a mix between Votic and Jenson Brooksby. You know, just go go and watch the video. I'll, I'll link it to it. If you look at him, the, the apparel that he's wearing and the way he's moving, he's the perfect blend between uh, Votic and Brooksby. But sorry for st stealing the... That's name. it. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> but it's that's wonderful. it about Erovasa. This is a of a conversation that so, she's going to get here in talking to So it's from singles? It's from singles, that point that she mentioned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was playing... Like, I think he played with Lawson. Link the video. Doubles, right? <laughs> he was... Yeah, he was playing doubles, but he played first round of qualifying there. Okay. That's where the footage comes from. Can you find it? Yeah. Can you find it? Yeah. Um, I remember him playing with Lawson, I think, there, but I didn't remember him playing singles. Oh, and he actually took a set of Miguel Damas. That's not... He, that's no, not no, bad. I, and he said for the match, choked it. Ooh. Oh, choked it. You're going for that trick of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm speaking just like you, man. Spending too much time. Is that a turn in the doll video, then? No, but he's just talking about okay. what I'm asking. But we do have an interview with him. Up to you. Wait, wait, wait. Where is he? Is he not the second one or the first one? Here. So we can put it in the show. Wait, we yeah, I can. Uh, one second, one second. What, what yeah. about my copyright? No, no, no second, I could put it in the in the live chat. Okay. If it's YouTube's copyright. You, John doesn't want to show people Erovasa. Oh, I see. You want me to show? It? I might be able to. I put. I was just putting a link in the in the in the chat. I, I probably for Davis Cup review preview talk about thing. I mean, I'll put the link in. How do I copy from a from from the chat? Second, you can't How do I copy the link. Yeah. Oh, maybe you can. I guess I have to go to you. Can on you. I mean, you, you on probably YouTube. can on YouTube, huh? but on, not on StreamYard, right? So I'll probably have to go to the YouTube version simply. You guys are out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, suddenly it got very quiet. And I guess it's not me. So the boys will be with us with us in a moment. I think we're actually wrapping up anyway. So now I'm actually Close going to the stream. Oh, are you there? Back. Can you hear us, Damien? You're back now. Yeah. I think it's our it's our internet. It was it was you, yeah. Still, still uh, some issues. John didn't want to show us the Erovasa video, and now they're boycotting him. The the Finnish Tennis Federation has decided to take down our stream. Uh, but you know, as I said, we are kind of wrapping up anyway. What? Who? What? Hmm? Can you hear me, Damien? What happened? Yeah, I can hear you. No, I was I was saying that the Finnish Tennis Federation is trying to take down our stream because oh, you, you didn't want to show the Ero, Erovasa video. Oh, you no, why, why, why don't you put another frame? No, this one put an Erovasa frame, which is what the people are looking forward to see. They don't want to see your face like that. I, I mean, I probably say that they aren't, but let me just um try and find a frame. No, let, let me. Ah, 
over there. Okay. Just a frame. They don't. Yeah. Don't... But why don't you want to put that? I mean, just because I'm super tired. Oh, okay, okay. So this is the yellow clay that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, this is. Okay. Ah, there you go. He, he, he. <laughs> it's like you, he's in prison or something. <laughs> but look, look at how he finishes his own motion. Can the people see it? Just put, put it they, they can, as you were there, like this. Look, look, look. And that's enough there. I think they can see it. <laughs> can you see that, Damien? I don't know if you can see that very well. It's on the left side. Yeah, I, started, I just started watching it now. What the hell is oh, that? Really? That was a drop shot? Was that what I was no, supposed to see? No, this because I, I, I'm watching it. He's in the middle of the oh. Listen, uh, we, I want to go and, and, and wrap this up. Um, people are telling us, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now I'm watching that rally. Uh, he's watching the vlog Yeah, he's now. watching it. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching that rally. Right, he, on he this his, you're actually right about Brooksby. I never, I never noticed that, but he actually has this like very loose. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. describe it, but like he, he finishes off that smash or he finishes off the, that that drop shot, and it's like his racket is like barely gripped in his hand, and and like he just moves like this, and that's Jensen Brooksby <laughs> yeah, in exactly. him. And exactly. Botic is like the whole physicality, yeah. So it makes sense. I, I I thought of him as Botic combined with someone else that I can't remember right now, but Brooksby actually makes a lot of sense, yeah. Right, on that bombshell, uh, I'm going to bring this to an end and we'll see you all again very soon. Yeah, I know. I, 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 uh, I, I showed that one earlier. That's a, that's, a, that's a nice line to finish on as well. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, make sure you give uh, the magician a, a follow on Twitter and all that stuff and social yeah, media. And absolutely. If you speak Spanish, check out Punto de Break for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you speak Polish, there's a. I showed you Pol uh, Damien's Polish nemesis. Didn't I? nemesis. He did a live show, I think, from yeah. the Euro 2024 thing. Um, and uh, why is he my nemesis? I don't even yeah. know who that is. John has been sending me screenshots of the guy, and I'm like, who Damien, is that? that's the first thing I ask him. Like, why? Why are they related? And he said. They're not related. They're, 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 they're Polish. They're both Polish. They're Polish and, and they're both they, kind of yeah. very different. I don't know. They are related by John's delusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I'm, it. See, I'm still all in my head. But he did an end of the live chat for me once. He he started. He wrote a couple of things in Polish, which I I translated, which was just like, "Hi, I am the guy from the other the other channel," and just saying hi. But um, yeah. I mean, even then, obviously, he's not writing in English. Damien speaks English. They're, they're just opposites in every single way. Opposites. On his YouTube channel, I, I hope I don't sound like a mocking because I actually do think he's kind of funny in a way, even though I don't understand. He's got a, a, a crucifix. Ah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's something I would never have in my room. Yeah. I mean, Damien has a, a, a European Union towel, which ah, even uh, even for flag. Damien, it's a flag. It's a flag. It's a flag. It's a, it, it's a gift. That, that guy has a crucifix, and probably Damien has a yes. Nicholas Salmin yeah, picture. You know? The opposite. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's the opposite of a crucifix, a Nicholas yeah. Salmin photo. They, they, just, they just pray to different gods. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before we hemorrhage any more viewers, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say, um, you, know, you know, the drill and all that stuff. So speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell 
so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network.